Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, I'm not a fall back mentality kind of person. People would say, well, you know, you better have another career to fall back on. I'm like, I don't want to fall back on anything. If I fall, I want to fall forward. <laughs> I want to see what I'm hitting. Put God first. Put God first in everything you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, and I have a few things, everything that I have is by the grace of God. Understand that. It's a gift. 40 years ago, March 27th, 1975, it was 40 years ago, uh, just this past March, I was flunking out of college. I had a 1.7 grade point average. I hope none of you can relate. <laughs> I had a 1.7 grade point average. I was sitting in my mother's beauty shop. They still call it beauty shop now? What they call it now? Yeah, I was sitting in the beauty parlor. I was sitting in my mother's beauty parlor and I'm looking in the mirror and I see behind me this woman under the dryer and every time she looked up, she, every time I looked up, she was looking at me, just looking me in the eye. And I didn't know who she was and I said, you know, she said, somebody give me a pen, give me a pencil, I have a prophecy. March 27, 1975, she said, boy, you are gonna travel the world and speak to millions of people. Now mind you, I flunked out of college I'm thinking about joining the army. I didn't know what I was going to do. And she's telling me I'm going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. In fact, like a wise, I'm thinking to myself, maybe she's got something in that crystal ball about me getting back into school next fall. But maybe she was on to something because later that summer, while working as a counselor at the YMCA camp in Connecticut, we put on a talent show for the campers. And after the show, another counselor came up to me and asked, had you ever thought about acting? You're good at that. So when I got back to Fordham that fall, I got in and I changed my major once again for the last time. And in the years that followed, just as that woman prophesied, I have traveled the world and I have spoken to millions of people through my movies. Millions who up till this day couldn't see me, I, who, who up till this day I couldn't see while I was talking to them and they couldn't see me, they could only see the movie. They couldn't see the real me. But I see you today and I'm encouraged by what I see and I'm strengthened by what I see and I love what I see. But that's not the most important thing, the success that I had. The most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since. I've been protected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. So stick with him in everything you do. 
If you think you want to do what you think I've done, then do what I've done. I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. Now I'm sure in your experiences in school and applying to college and picking your major and deciding what you want to do with life, I'm sure people have told you to make sure you have something to fall back on. Make sure you got something to fall back on, honey. But I never understood that concept, having something to fall back on. If I'm going to fall, I don't want to fall back on anything except my faith. I want to fall forward. I figure at least this way I'll see what I'm going to hit. Fall forward. Reggie Jackson struck out 2,600 times in his career, the most in the history of baseball. But you don't hear about the strikeouts. People remember the home runs. Fall forward. Thomas Edison conducted 1,000 failed experiments. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Because the 1,001st was the light bulb. Fall forward. Every failed experiment is one step closer to success. Fail big. That's right. Fail big. Today's the beginning of the rest of your life, and it can be, it can be very frightening. It's a new world out there, it's a mean world out there, and you only live once. So do what you feel passionate about, passionate about. Take chances professionally. Don't be afraid to fail. There's an old IQ test was nine dots, and you had to draw five lines with a pencil within these nine dots without lifting the pencil. The only way to do it was to go outside the box. So don't be afraid to go outside the box. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big. You will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it. And I know that's probably not a traditional message for a graduation ceremony, but hey, I'm telling you, embrace it, because it's inevitable. In the acting business, you fail all the time. Early on in my career, I auditioned for a part in a Broadway musical. Perfect role for me, I thought, except for the fact that I can't sing. So I'm, I'm in the wings, I'm about to go on stage, but the guy in front of me, he's singing like, 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 Pavarotti, he's just he's just going on and on and on and I'm just shrinking, I'm getting smaller and smaller so they say, oh thank you very much thank you very much and you'll be hearing from us so I come out with my little sheet music and it was, it was uh, just my imagination by the temptations, that's what I came up with so I hand it to the, 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 the accompanist and uh, she looks at it and looks at me and Looks out at the director and is like, nice. <laughs> so I, I start, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to sing. I'm like, it's just my imagination. 
once again and then coming away with me. And I'm not saying anything, so I'm thinking I'm getting better. So I, I just start getting into it. It was just my <laughs> Running. They said, oh, yeah, thank, yeah thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Washington. Thank you. So I assumed I didn't get the job. But the next part of the audition, he called me back. The next part of the audition is the acting part of the audition. Now I'm like, hey, okay, maybe I can't sing, but I know I can act. So they pair me with this guy. And again, I didn't know about musical theater. And musical theater is big, so they can reach everyone all the way in the back of the, of the stadium. And I'm more from a realistic, uh, naturalistic kind of acting where you, you, know, you actually talk to the person next to you. So I, I don't know what my line was. My line was, well, hand me the cup. And his line was, well, I will hand you the cup, my dear. The cup will be there to be handed to you. I, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well, should I give you the cup back? Oh, yes, you should give it back to me because you know that is my cup and it should be given back to me. I didn't get the job. But here's the thing. I didn't quit. I didn't fall back. I walked out of there to prepare for the next audition and the next audition and the next audition. I prayed. I prayed. And I prayed. But I continued to fail and fail and fail but it didn't matter because you know what there's an old saying you hang around the barbershop long enough sooner or later you're going to get a haircut so you will catch a break and i did catch a break last year i did a play called fences on broadway someone talked about it won the tony award I, and i didn't have to sing by the way <laughs> but here's the kicker it was at the court theater. It was at the same theater that I failed that first audition 30 years prior. The point is, every graduate here today has the training and the talent to succeed. But do you have the guts to fail? Because taking risk is not just about going for a job. It's also about knowing what you know and what you don't know. It's about being open to people and to ideas. In the course of the film, the character I played begins to take small steps, small risks. He very, very, very slowly begins to overcome his fears. And I feel ultimately his heart becomes flooded with love. And I can't think of a better message as we send you off today to not only take risks, but to be open to life, to accept new views, and to be open to new opinions, to be willing to speak at a commencement at one of the best, country, best uh, universities in the country, even though you're scared stiff. While it may be frightening, it will also be rewarding, because the chances you take, the people you meet, the people you love, the faith that you have, that's what's going to define you. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. 
I'll say it again. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. My wife told me this great expression. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Les Browns, a motivational speaker, he made an analogy about this. He says, imagine you're on your deathbed and standing around your deathbed are the ghosts representing your unfulfilled potential. The ghost of the ideas you never acted on. The ghost of the talents you didn't use. And they're standing around your bed angry, disappointed, and upset. They say, we, we came to you because you could have brought us to life, they say. And now we have to go to the grave together. So I ask you today, how many ghosts are going to be around your bed when your time comes? You've invested a lot in your education and people have invested in you. And let me tell you, the world needs your talents, man, does it ever. I just got back from Africa like two days ago, so if I'm rambling on, it's because I'm jet lagged. I just got back from South Africa. It's a beautiful country, but there are places there with terrible poverty that need help. And Africa is just the tip of the iceberg. The Middle East needs your help. Japan needs your help. Alabama needs your help. Tennessee needs your help. Louisiana needs your help. Philadelphia needs your help. The world needs a lot, and we need it from you. We really do. We need it from you young people. I mean, I'm not speaking for the rest of us up here, but I know I'm getting a little grayer. We need it from you, the young people. So you got to get out there. You got to give it everything you got, whether it's your time, your, your, your talent, your prayers, or your treasures. Because remember this, you will never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I'll say it again. You will never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take it with you. What are you going to do with what you have? I'm not talking about how much you have. Some of you are business majors. Some of you are theologians, nurses, sociologists. Some of you have money. Some of you have patience. Some of you have kindness. Some of you have love. Some of you have the gift of long-suffering. Whatever it is, whatever your gift is, what are you going to do with what you have? Dream big. But remember, dreams without goals are just dreams. And they ultimately fuel disappointment. So have dreams, but have goals. Life goals, yearly goals, monthly goals, daily goals. I try to give myself a goal every day. Sometimes just to not curse somebody out. <laughs> Simple goals, but have goals. And understand that to achieve these goals, you must apply discipline and consistency. Without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. In order to achieve your goals, you must apply discipline, which you have already done, and consistency every day, not just on Tuesday and miss a few days. You have to work at it every day. You have to plan every day. You've heard the saying, we don't plan to fail. We fail to plan. 
It's not easy. If it was easy, there'd be no Kerry Washington. If it was easy, there'd be no Taraji Henson, P. Henson. If it were easy, there'd be no Octavia Spencer. But not only that, if it were easy, there'd be no Viola Davis. If it were easy, there'd be no Michael T. Williamson, no Stephen McKinley Henderson, no Russell Hornsby. If it were easy, there'd be no Denzel Washington. Hard work works. Working really hard is what successful people do. And in this text, tweet, twerk world that you've grown up in, <laughs> remember, just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Remember that. Just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Don't confuse movement with progress. My mother told me, she said, yeah, because you can run in place all the time and never get anywhere. So continue to strive, continue to have goals, continue to progress. We all have different talents. Some of you will be doctors, some lawyers, some scientists, some educators, some nurses. Some teachers, yeah, okay. <laughs> Some preachers. The most selfish thing you can do in this world is help someone else. Why is it selfish? Because the gratification, the goodness that comes to you, the good feeling, the good feeling that I get from helping others, nothing's better than that. Well, one or two things, but nothing's better than that. Not, not jewelry, not big house I have, not the cars, but the, the, it's the joy. That's where the joy is in helping others. That's where the success is in helping others. If you're loving this episode, please leave a review and comments down below. The most important person in my life, 40 years, 40 years of sacrifice, 40 years of forgiveness. She taught me about faith, spirituality, love, real love, unwavering love in spite of myself. I would not be alive without Pauletta Washington. I wouldn't be alive. Small minds discuss other people, gossip. Good minds discuss events, great minds discuss ideas. In this Twitter tweet, meme, mean world that we've created for our children, the least we can do is consider and think about the young people, the future, and individually, collectively do the best we can to try and turn this thing around. I blame no one. I look in the mirror. On the other side of it, what an opportunity we have, because tomorrow's the first day of the rest of our lives. So what an opportunity we have. As I said, I'm a positive person. I think that uh, you have to take what you're given and, and 
and do something with it. You know, the easiest thing to do is complain about it and give in to that. But uh, I try to turn that into something positive, and so far it's worked for me. What do you think the biggest difference between doing a play and doing, I mean, it's a cliched question, but I'd be interested to know your answer. I, I think a part of what Viola just said is that you get to dig deeper and you get another day. Right. And you get the energy. Mm -hmm. You do a movie and it's 200 people that are used to it and they don't care and you, everybody's doing their job and mm -hmm. it comes in a theater somewhere and you, you know, you're picking your nose at home somewhere, clipping right. your nails. There's no energy. Right. Uh, when I was on, on, on Broadway five years ago with Julius Caesar, I made a decision to sign autographs every night. <laughs> what I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, it ain't happening this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> only as I rub my knees, only because my knees are bad, it's hard for me to stand. But And why did you decide to do that? Well, you know, I wanted to say thank you. Uh-huh. It was my way of saying thank you. Mm -hmm. And the first night, it, it was like 5,000 people out there. I said, okay, wait a minute. Everybody who has playbills from our show. So, <laughs> yeah, because it was like people were just wandering up the block. I'm like, wait a minute. I forgot I'm on, you know, 42nd Street, Times Square. I'm like, wait a minute. But honestly, you were signing for weeks. the energy, and I was out there an hour and a half every night, every wow. show. But the energy you got back, the story, the five little old ladies who, who just drove in from Detroit. And I'm like, well, what y'all doing tonight? Said, we're getting back in the car, baby. We got to go back tonight. And, you know, a little 84-year-old lady was like, baby, if I was three years younger. <laughs> oh, true story. True story. Then we had, we, we had, and, 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 and I say this also, because oh I hope God. it happens with this play. We had uh, some high schools come. We had one school from somewhere, I forgot where, and they were doing Julius Caesar. And some young yeah. kid was like, well, you know, my Brutus is a bit different. <laughs> He's more the classic stoic. And, but it was great to en engage and in, 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 in exchange with these young people. With, it was, there was an energy. I, I got more from it than I gave to to huh. the people that I signed for. That's, you know, you, you don't get that. Uh, you know, the odd thing about success in film is, is the budgets get bigger, you make more money, but they become more formulaic. Mm. Yes. So you don't get the opportunity. So I, God willing, if I stay around long enough, this is what I'm gonna be doing. You know, you're always affected by opinion, but the, the, the more opinions there are of you, the, of, of me, the more I, the less I look at them because I just can't live my life based upon what other people think about me. So I can't concern myself too much with what other people think, you know, it's just not healthy. I, I don't think I'll I could continue to do what I do if I was constantly worrying about what somebody thought about it. I pray that you put your slippers way under the bed tonight so that when you wake up in the morning, you have to get on your knees to reach them. And while, you, and while you're down there, say thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for parents. Thank you for love. Thank you for kindness. Thank you for humility. Thank you for peace. Thank you for prosperity. Say thank you in advance for what's already yours. It's how I live my life. That's where I, why I am, one of the reasons why I am today. Say thank you in advance 
for what is already yours. True desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's yours already. I'll say it again. True desire in the heart, that itch that you have, whatever it is you want to do, that thing that you want to do to help others and to, to grow and to make money, that desire, that itch, that's God's proof to you, sent beforehand already to indicate that it's yours. And anything you want good, you can have. So claim it. Work hard to get it. When you get it, reach back, pull someone else up. Each one, teach one. Don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. So, keep working, keep striving, never give up, fall down seven times, get up eight. is a greater threat to progress than hardship. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.